Hey, this is Travis T-Bone Turner. We're here at the Tour 12 podcast. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. <laughs> kind of here he comes. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. Here he comes. He's coming in hot. Hey, I'm Nick Mont from Bone Collector. You're listening to the Tour 12 podcast. If you're one of these guys who carried horns around ATA, just leave them at home. Quit being an idiot. <laughs> so B does all of our modeling. He's the look good guy. I'm the Definitely, uh, I don't have a voice for radio. I'm the face for radio. I'm the ugly <laughs> wild here, dude. You guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little bit later on, but <laughs> that's just that's just me talking. But we'll get to arguing over schedules or, or man, you know, something that we where disagree we're gonna on. Eat. Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat? But at the end of it, we hunt together because and hang together just because we truly truly enjoy each other's company well it is it is our job and we have a platform and by all means we're flying the flag as much as we can we, we need we want to preach it to the everybody it's not for the elite it's not for the rich it's it's enjoyment making for a living doing something you absolutely love what we call living your passion you might actually be closer than you realize it's actually what this whole podcast is built around living your passion in three areas business leadership and life i'm michael waddell and you're listening to the tour 12 podcast hey guys what is up welcome back to the tour 12 podcast my name is heath and you're listening to tour 12 which is now powered by i mentioned it last week now powered by swagger bipods the bipod with moves i like to say we're the podcast that moves all over the country matter of fact next week i'll be in vegas if you're listening to this um which this was uploaded to iTunes on Monday. This is Monday, and I'll be flying out early in the morning, headed to Vegas to the SHOT Show. If you're going to be in Vegas at the SHOT Show, hit me up. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram. If you got my number, heck, text me. Let's hang out. I'm assuming that sounds like a good plan. When you're at SHOT Show, you got to hang out a little bit, and so... I feel like it's a good plan. If you feel like it's a good plan, then hit me up. We'll hang out. We're going to be having a good time. Be there for several days, hanging out with some of our partners. I am sure we'll be hanging out, spending a lot of time at the Nikon booth. You're going to want to come by and see that regardless if I'm there or not. You're going to want to drop by that booth. I'll be doing a uh, spend a lot of time at the Swagger booth. You're going to want to check that out. If you haven't had a chance to see the new pro- products that they've released, I mentioned them um, last week on the podcast. You're going to want to check that out. Phenomenal products if you enjoy shooting check them out you can thank me later i do want to take a sec this week and say thank you for all the feedback we got i had numerous calls um texts facebook messages instagram messages um on last week's podcast with the bone collector michael nick t-bone as always they do a phenomenal job of sharing really what they believe in their opinions if you haven't had a chance to hear that podcast I highly encourage you, man, go back and check it out. I think you'll enjoy what you hear. This week, we're moving ahead with some of our conversations from the ATA show. We were very fortunate to get to drop by and hang out with our good friend, Jason McKee, um, from Hunter Specialties Buck Bomb. These guys have been around, um, I believe, since 1977. We had a lot of fun hanging out with Tony. Jason likes to call him Trademark Tony. Tony, if you're listening, I wouldn't put up with that. Got to hang out with Mark Copley. Had a lot of fun with their entire team, really. And you're talking about just a solid group of people, man. Um, our favorite thing to do in our line of work is build relationships. Um, not so that we can get something out of it, but so that we can give something to it. And these guys are great to work with. Let me just say that. 
so around 40, 41 years, I believe, they've been um, hanging out and doing a little bit more than just hanging out in the outdoor industry. They've been very successful for years, and my good friend Jason has moved in to the marketing role, and from what I've seen and gathered, he's just done a really, really nice job of advancing the company, moving the company forward. And they do a, do a really, really, really good job of bringing incredible products to the market every single year. Uh, more importantly than their brand, though, everybody I've met at this organization are just top-notch people from the top down. Um, everybody we talk to are just incredible people. They're people you want to be around. And honestly, I feel like I've known Jason for years, even though I've only known him for the last two or three years. I feel like, and I guess it's because, I, guess, I think that's what hunting does is that common denominator of being a hunter. Um, it's like me and Jason, and it's like our whole team, really. Brandon, Matt was with us on this podcast. Um, it's like we've been friends forever, man. And that's the beauty of having great relationships in this industry. We actually talk about that a little bit in this podcast. We got to have Matt Cal on the podcast. Matt's been with us at Strutton Buck for... Man, I don't even know, Matt. I know you're listening, but I want to say six, seven years now and has been an incredible um, team member that's come on and done way more than just assist us with moving and growing our company, but he's done a great job of just the PR and account management side of what we do at Strut and Buck. He's become a great friend to Brandon and I and honestly don't know where our organization would be without Matt. He's done an incredible job. Now, I will throw this out there and say on this particular podcast, he sounds like absolute garbage. His voice is completely shot, actually worse than mine was last week. So, nevertheless, he's on there. It sounds like he's going through puberty. It's all good. He's not really going through puberty, people, but you can send him a message and make fun of him if you want to because we did, I promise you, as you'll be able to tell on this podcast. <laughs> anyway... Um, so nevertheless, he's on the show. B Hunt made it in to this podcast. He was out of town in California and flew in um, for this part of the show. And we had a really, really good conversation, not only talking about relationships and a few new products that are coming to the table, but we also got to talk just a little bit of hunting. Here's some great hunting stories from Jason's season. As you guys know, every single person that we invite on the show are people who are living their passion every single day, meaning they are in an occupation that they are very passionate about. Jason McKee fits this bill perfect. Not only does he handle the marketing side of HS and Book Bomb, but he's also an incredible creative when it comes to graphic design and just print media, and he does a little bit of everything, web design. He's just an all-around uh, very talented dude. I think you're going to enjoy this podcast, and without wasting any more of your time, this is the conversation with Jason McKee from Hunter Specialties. Are we rolling, Cody, the producer, man? Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. We are live once again recording here in 2019, Louisville, Kentucky, the ATA show, and we are in the beautiful Hunter Specialties booth with our good friend Jason McKee. What's up, man? No. Been a good show. <laughs> Are you tired? I'm wore out. This is the last day of the show. Yeah, last yeah, day of the show. I, I can I can almost say I survived. We're on the downhill slide. It's been a good show for you. Yeah, it's been a good show. A bit busy. It has been. Yeah. Awesome. So that's that's a good thing. Typically for the for the company, not so much a good thing for me. <laughs> but no, it's been a good show. I mean, it's kind of why we're here, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what they tell me. We don't want to get on here and be like, it's been a bad show, boys. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, ready. I've, I've been doing ATA for a while now, so for me, honestly, I mean, obviously, it's good for the company. Right. I, I enjoy getting to see guys that, I, you know, you guys, for example, right. I don't get to see, you know, yeah. throughout the year all the time, so. How, how long, how many years have you come in ATA? Uh, on and off uh, since, I guess, 2009. Wow. So about 10 years. Wow. wow. Almost. Yeah. HS man, and, and but you guys are in my mind kind of a, an iconic brand. Been around a while. Oh yeah, I, I can remember back. We, B and I started the show. I think it was, I, I think seven. Was there, I don't know how long ago. It's several years ago, but I remember, I remember, remember Philip Vanderpool. Mm-hmm. He's from Arkansas, and I remember him pulling up down my street one day he was coming over to the house to look at what we were doing in that HS truck big yellow big yellow, big yellow. Big yellow. <laughs> we, we didn't know one soul in the whole you industry. thought the Green Bay Packers had showed up yeah. <laughs> and I was like and so now fast forward to we stuck 12. it that day too yeah, we did. We got Philip stuck that day in the truck. <laughs> Buried him up, man. He's like, I ain't hanging out with you boys no more. But uh, so now, fast forward 10 or 12 years and, and sitting here in the booth, it's, it's kind of crazy, man, it how, is. how yeah. things change. And we've been talking about it all week. Just when I mean, you've been around and, and developed so many good relationships in the industry, I think you could probably say, say the, same, oh, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. We enjoy this part as much as we do promoting products and yes. getting to know you guys. You guys become good friends, and, and that's the beauty of, of getting to do what we do, man. It's, it's, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, learned it, I learned it early on, and, and no, matter how, no matter what changes in this industry, one thing is always going to remain the same, and that is this industry is about relationships. Yeah. Yes. Products come and go, you know, products change, but, I mean, that's, again, this show for me, the exciting thing about this is getting to see all my buddies oh, right yeah. now that I haven't seen, you know, so it's, it's, it's a long, long show, but yeah. it's a good show. Yeah. It is. This is this is on the on the podcast show here. This is a special show. This is a first. B, we're about to give away something. Show enough on the podcast. Yeah. Something and, good and live too, right? We're, yeah, we're doing got, it live. We got a motion picture camera over here <laughs> in the Otter Box. And <laughs> or is that a red? Is he running a red? It's, a, yeah, it's, it's the new red phone. <laughs> With that and, uh, wrap on it. <laughs> so, so we're actually about to give away a hunt right here. We at are the ATA show. Tell us about what we're giving away. So basically, we ran a uh, we run a promotion on through our social media. This is the second year we call it the Rut Report, and, and really it's kind of kind of this kind of what we do anyway you know mm-hmm. what do we all do when we're texting back for hey what well, you seen in arkansas Absolutely. bucks chasing yet you seen any scrapes so the rut report promotion we put together was really not about had nothing to do with hey here's our products it was basically so that you know our followers can say hey here's what i saw this week you know yeah. here's what i saw this weekend the bucks you know saw my first rub first grape yeah. so the report was really just to allow other hunters to interact you know with people from around the, around the country yeah and then we we had some you know giveaways and stuff like that so what we did is we culminated it with this is the grand prize giveaway and so um today we're going to announce the grand prize giveaways and the big one is a rut hunt in missouri first week in november with uh do we, have, do we still have time so to get we, our name in I, I think i saw brandon slip I'm his a, name in the hat yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I, I, he's kind of been off to my right, so he, those may all say Matt Cowell. <laughs> Let me draw. I'm mean, fact, right now. He's Graham. How did I get in? Can you verify that? <laughs> no, there's. I bet there's a couple in there that say Matt, Heath, and Brandon. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of sharpie lines on those things. There. So, no, so it's exciting because uh, this is year two. Last year we gave away uh, a hunt same week um we did this year's hunt in illinois and 
again, it, it kind of goes back to the way I feel about this entry as a whole. The guy that won it was from Texas. And, you know, Texas has got big deer, you yeah. know, so, but he was still excited, you know, never, ne you know, never got to hunt the Midwest. And so came up there. Now, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, don't, don't know the guy, never met him. Right. But it was great because y you know how it is. You guys travel enough. Oh, yeah. The amazing thing about hunting and one of the things I love about the lifestyle is it, it is a true common ground. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this mm -hmm. guy shows up. We don't know each other from Jack, but it's like we, you know, it's like we we'd known each other our whole lives, speaking the same yep. language. Yep. Yes. So it was it was a lot of fun. We didn't kill anything. I uh, I missed the biggest deer I've ever drawn a bow on, <laughs> hit a limb. So it was a heartbreaking week for me. But Tim, sure there was a limb there. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> there, there, there was a limb there. Okay. <laughs> I promise you. And you killed it. I killed that limb. You killed that limb. Actually, I didn't. I winged it. You <laughs> tracked it. It survived, yeah. Didn't leave much of a blood trail either. Go ahead. Walk us through that moment right after what's going through your mind, right after you killed the limb. Well, <laughs> multiple things. <laughs> Honestly, shock because, I, I mean. Never saw it. No. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Honestly, anger. <laughs> not even at the limb. I was mad at myself because I knew I'd messed up. But um, it was one of those. And like with Zeus, with you, you know, with, with Zeus, you got to see that buck come in. For a while. Yeah. And this was even worse. Because <laughs> he comes in with a doe. And I bet I watched that deer for 15 minutes before I ever even drew my bow. Oh. Because she was in no hurry to go anywhere. He was in no hurry to go anywhere. They were together. But they split up. Well, she just, she's standing kind of off to my left behind me, let's say, at my 7 o'clock. And he's over here at my 2 o'clock. Right. So, I, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to watch one out of one corner that I watch the other, you know, the buck out of the other corner. And it, uh, you're sitting there thinking, if there's ever a time I really wish he was more interested in her, it's right yeah, now. Because I wanted him to come right across in front of me. Well, he, she stood there, and ultimately what happened was he ended up coming, instead of, what I should have done was I should have drawn. He was working a, a rub, just thrashing a tree about 45 yards out from me. And I, I still kept checking her because I wanted to know where she was at, you know, in case she started to slip off. I needed to be ready because I knew he'd follow her. And I'm watching him just tear this tree up 45 yards away. Hindsight 2020, and, it, and that hindsight came real quick. <laughs> I should have drawn while he was, you know, thrashing this tree. Well, I didn't. I held. And instead of going to her, he came right at me. So now I'm stuck. I'm like, crap, I can't draw now. Yeah. Well, he, he he comes right at me, goes around a tree, and then gets basically at my 9 o'clock. And I'm like, when he when he takes two more steps, he's going to have to turn to look at her, and then I can draw. Right. Well, what that also meant was he was directly between me and the doe. So that's exactly what he did. And, I mean, at that point, he's at 12, you know, 15 yards max. This is, I might as well close my eyes and shoot, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I go to try to draw. All pins on him. I try. <laughs> yeah. I, I, could, I could literally pick a hair. He was so close. <laughs> and so I go to draw, and, of course, not even – at that point, I was not watching her, obviously. And so I go to draw, and she pegs me. She snorts, and he, he just took about three bounds and then stopped perfectly broadside at 25. I'm like – that's still a chip shot. Well, now he's looking at her because she snorted, and so I, I'd already come to full draw even, you know, even after he bolted, and I was like, "This is, this is it." And man, when he hit that limb, whack. I might have said something I can't say on air. 
check the explicit on this podcast. So the worst part of it was he runs 60 yards. She's still standing there. Even though she's the one that busted me drawing, even after I shot, he runs off and she stands there like, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at this show. It was, it, but it was painful. But he ended up working back. I couldn't get a shot at him. Um, yeah, but did you see how big he was? Oh, he's a giant. <laughs> Giant. I mean, by far the biggest deer I've ever drawn a bow on, and I've you know I yeah. just killed a 160 inch deer you know right down the road two years ago, and he dwarfed him. Wow, it's so tough beast. when you have to watch those deer. That mm. long. I had the same situation in Kansas about it's probably been seven eight years ago now. Big buck comes in and lays down within oh, 40 yards for three mm. and a half hours. <laughs> with yeah. Just chewing his. You want to talk yeah. about an emotional? How, how many yards? Out 35 yards. <laughs> Just chewing his I know, because so I can ranged, hear him chewing from I that ranged distance. him like 15 times. <laughs> I He's, ranged him until my battery went exactly dead. Exactly, <laughs> for 35 yards. Yeah. And you go up and down and up and down and he looks yeah. like he's going to stand up and your heart goes through the roof and, and the bad part is you can't relax no, <laughs> no you can't. he's just chilling so he's tense. bedded at 35 yards his doe's bedded at 15 mm. and it was that it, that he came in at 1 30 in the afternoon and laid there till four yeah that well I, i've had it's funny i i've i've had a lot of deer better i mean nothing big but it's you know, it, it, it gets kind of frustrating after a while because right. you can't relax. Yeah. You can't stay focused. Like right. You need to stay because the exact same thing happened to me. I That deer gets up. She gets bias. He gets up, comes in 15 yards. I hit a limb. <laughs> <laughs> Did Actually, he? Yeah. I hit, I, it's on video. Rick? This one's on video. video. Okay. He's like, I'm a freaking wreck right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Arrow hits the side of a tree this big that i have no idea and <laughs> rattles around but in his feet oh there there's no doubt about it. when you've got tunnel vision oh, yeah. oh never mean, saw it I, I, i'll tell you that limbs the size of this cord it might have been the size of my arm <laughs> i didn't see it all i saw was kill zone this tree was two inches around <laughs> yeah. and it's worse when you're filming because you got the camera guy up there and he can't move either yeah uh, and it's just, it's bad yeah well, see like you you're like it's eating at you but for us it's recorded so you can play it back all day long, and it eats I, I try not to play it back in here, and, and it's yeah, it's yeah. it's pain. But anyway, the hunt was great. Tim got to see a big deer; he didn't get to kill one. But uh, I mean, we still stay in touch. You know, since so like a total stranger wins the hunt, that's that's awesome. we spend a week together. That's what know. it's about. Right yep, there. exactly, exactly. I mean, it would have been great if we'd both killed something, or even if he just killed something. But it was just nice to meet another guy from another area of the country that was just as passionate about hunting yeah. as I am. Yeah. So I I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing who wins this year. And are you ready to do I it? I won't be there this year. So, our uh, we call him Trademark Tony. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna host the hunt in Missouri. So he they actually hunted in Missouri uh, with IMB this year. So they know what to expect. Awesome. So, nice. Awesome. On top of that, we have uh, let's see, we have the hunt giveaway. We, we want to do that one last, Tony. And then we also one of the other uh, prizes. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a couple winners. The the mega is gonna be the hunt, but we're also gonna our partners over at Spartan Trail Camera were nice enough to give us uh, one of their go cams. Um, so somebody somebody's gonna be lucky enough to win them a new Spartan go cam. Nice. What's the third one, Tony? Ah, buck bomb gift pack, which basically we're just gonna load you up with a bunch of buck bombs. So. Awesome, awesome. We wanna 
Let's, Let's see. do it, man. All right. Well, I did it last year. You guys go. No, no, no. We got we got three. We got oh, all three oh, names. All right. So yeah. one for each of you. All right. All right. You go. kick her off. What's and if it says Matt Cow, just throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> grab another one. <laughs> 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 dump the hat out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's this one for? This is for the uh, Buck Bomb prize pack. Drum roll, Buck please. Bomb <laughs> Dan Libby. Dan Libby. Libby. Yeah. Mr. Dan Libby. All right. all right. Here we go. This is for the, the Spartan, Spartan Go yeah, Spartan Go Cam. Mr. Adam Parks. Adam, I, Adam, I know who Adam Parks Mr. is. Adam he's Parks. on our, he, Yeah, he was he was a loyal follower. So awesome. come on, congratulations, congratulations Adam. Adam. You've just been selected on the hunter specialties. All right, this is the big boy right here. We're deer hunting. Yep, this is the big one. <laughs> here we go. Matt Cal. Heath Grant. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Tom Sides. Tom awesome. Sides. All right. Tom Sides, Congrats, ladies and gentlemen. Tom. Congrats, man. I'm going awesome. to assume there's a common interest because you just want to hunt, and it's going to be an incredible time. So congratulations, yeah, man. Yeah, congratulations, Tom. Congrats. That, is, that is awesome. Tom, uh, you will be hearing from Tony. All right, all of you actually will be hearing from Tony. Um, he'll get your information, where to send the camera, the prize pack. Tom uh, will reach out to you and kind of go through the scheduling um, and then try go to stay in there. touch. Yeah, go from yeah. there. But congratulations to all you guys. Absolutely. That is awesome. And then thank you guys for doing that. You yeah, know, that's, and that's awesome. we appreciate everybody that entered. We appreciate everybody that, you know, interacted during the, uh, during, during the report. Because, again, it's, it's just interesting to see what's happening for other people in other parts of the country. Yeah, that's know? pretty cool to be able to just gather all that information yep. in one spot. And yeah, I mean, because I, I hunt out of state. You guys hunt out of yeah. state. It's nice knowing what's going on before you get there. Yeah, because so, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you'll text me what's going on up there right now. Yeah, and you'll lie to me. And tell me it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen well, nothing. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Somebody else. Actually, I drove. I, I stopped at Matt's on the way through to give. What did I give you? A, a uh, true talker in the cradle. Yeah, in the in the, the scent hammock. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I, man, I get up there and Matt's. All, I mean, he's got me all geeked up. He's like, "Oh, dude, if you if you seen the barometric pressure, it's, <laughs> it's, on, it's <laughs> on. It's on. I get out there and the first, the first three hunts, it's like crickets. I'm like, Matt, you're <laughs> in the wrong spot. Yeah, like, I was you. for sure. Wrong state. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. No, that, that, that's the other thing. I mean, uh, obviously, Matt's not far from my hometown where, mm-hmm. where Matt lives. And uh, I've been waiting for an invite to come up and hunt with him, and I never get it. Because <laughs> you'll kill everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll kill your back. trees. You trees. <laughs> yeah. text Matt. It's like November 11th. Look, it's all you got to do is go terrible. ahead and flag your tape on any trees you want cut back. Just let me know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he, my deer will be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Matt no, you ain't going to worry about me killing your deer, man. <laughs> Matt killed him a stud up there this yeah, year. Yeah, he did. It's going to be a cool film, too. Yeah, because you were up there when I shot it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I have no voice. You sound, like, ridiculous. This is horrible. Kind of squeaky. It is getting squeaky. Got a little crack to it. I'm forcing it out. It's like he's 14 again. Yeah. No kidding. I'm going to have puberty. The voice is changing. Is. Tony's like, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brother. Yeah. I feel That's you, brother. Awesome. That's fun. I know for me, man, we, we are at the ATA show, and every year, you know, new products are coming out, and... Tell us what we got at HS and Buck Mom and everything going on with you guys this year. So for HS, um, honestly, um, and this this was like my pet project because I'm an old. <laughs> <laughs> and and the reality of it is, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to hunt in places where, you know, the I mean, you're going to see mature bucks. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and most of the properties I hunt, I, I'm fortunate enough to hunt on have been managed well enough to where you're going to see mature bucks do what mature bucks should right. that time of year. So, for example, the buck that came in, 
he was growling. I mean, there's a lot of hunters that have never actually heard a Absolutely. buck growl. Yeah. Yep. You know, they, they hear us talk about a growl call, and, you know, but they've never actually experienced it. So for me, vocalizations and, and calls are, are a big deal. I mean, the, the big split route, mm-hmm. 160 inch I shot two years ago, I wouldn't have shot that deer except for I turned him around. He was mm-hmm. going away from me, behind me, and I snort weaved. He didn't hear me, and I growled at him, got his attention the first time, pinned his ears back. I growled the second time, and here he came. Yeah. So for me personally, uh, you know, again, because I really don't hunt outside of the, you know, the pre-rut anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of success, you know, so a, a good grunt call is important to me personally. And, and I noticed a lot of guys, yeah. you know, and when I – uh, about a year and a half ago, I, I took over product development, and one of the things that, you know that I immediately said was, you know, we've got we got to step our game up with the grunt call, and and it it was funny because I thought back and it's like of all the grunt calls I've used over the over the years, that original True Talker just it had the best tone to it. It's it, solid. It, I yeah. still got mine. Yeah. Because well, it, look at you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's it's funny the, because I, I was actually I was trying to get my hands on one, you know, because I, I wanted to bring it back. You know, and so I wanted to get my hands on it so we could really study, you know, how it was put together and, and what made it so great. And I couldn't find, I mean, I, I lost mine years ago and I remember being upset about it when I lost it. And, um, I'm still not going to give it to you, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a good thing I didn't know it before because I actually go, I, I looked on eBay. I was trying to find an original design one. Yeah. And uh, so I, I got online to look for them and I found two on eBay. And to tell you to tell you how much people clearly still like that thing i think the bidding when i i'm into paying almost 40 dollars for it really <laughs> yeah really? i was like wait wow. a second i could have bought this thing in the store for 10 <laughs> <laughs> so anyway we got that we got we finally got an original and that's essentially what we did was we went back to the basics of what you know made the original true talker what it was mm-hmm. um and and then we did do a little work to the uh, to the read assembly to where the only, the only thing the, the original True Talker didn't do was if you tried to get really aggressive and force air through to get that growl yeah. or that roar mm-hmm. it could it could lock up. Well, the new one we've got that we've got that read assembly uh, adjusted to where now you can get a good aggressive growl or roar out of it. Really get a lot of volume out of it, but you still get that good rich you know yeah. original tone. So yeah. that's the one that's exciting for me. I can't wait to get it in the woods and try it you know this fall. It's that I mean, that's super important because that call, because like you said, we hunt in a lot of different states, Midwest, Kansas, aggressive calling is awesome. Yeah, where we live in the South, not so much. Yeah, but that call can get you from that aggressiveness to yeah, very soft, soft, subtle stuff that we use in the South. Yeah, also it, all it, in one package. It's interesting because even though I don't really use it myself, I mean, you know, it's got the doe vocalization. It's got, mm-hmm. um, and it was interesting because I actually went back up uh, to Illinois before I came here for the ATA show, and I was going after Mister Big, <laughs> had revenge on my mind, and uh, I was sitting there. I guess it was Monday evening, and uh, I heard a grunt. And I'm like, okay, and this is like your last five minutes of daylight. It was behind me. It was a doe. Yeah. And I bet she grunted 30 times. I'm, I'm assuming she was trying to locate a fawn that, uh-huh. you know, wondered. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I've never heard a doe grunt 30 times like that. But it was real low, uh-huh. real subtle. And that's the great thing about the, the true talker is you don't you don't have to force a lot of air through it. And you still get, you know, mm-hmm. you can vary that tone. And, again, you, we went back to the flexible, you know, the flexible tube. So That's you, that's how, I mean, our deer, it, it, the Zeus that's on the video over there, that deer was grunting every step. But yeah. it was just, you could 
barely audibly yep. hear it, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, it, I'm, I'm excited about that one. That's the big one for HS this year. Um, with turkey season coming up, we've actually, within our strut, uh, strut, HS strut line, can you grab me one? Yeah. So, this is another thing I'm excited about. Um, obviously, the biggest challenge for our industry right now is numbers. Yeah. We're losing yes. hunters, you know, and, 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 and we all know we've got kids, yeah. got young kids. It's it's hard and harder to keep their attention, you know, mm-hmm. from when they got everything, sports and video games and everything else going on. So we, we wanted to put a focus, especially on turkey, because turkey's it's a little easier. Yeah. It's a little more comfortable. Yeah. They're oh, not yeah. freezing, you know. Oh, yeah. um, so we really wanted to focus on, you know, coming out with some, some stuff on the turkey side. And honestly, turkey hunting, let's face it, vocalizations are huge with turkey oh, hunting. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I personally believe that a, a lot of people, a lot more people would like to turkey hunt, but it's a little bit intimidating it if is. you didn't grow up turkey hunting Absolutely. and you didn't have your dad to show you how to call. Absolutely. Yeah. Calling can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I honestly believe, you know, that there are some people out there that just haven't really, you know, gone after it because it's like, well, I don't want to make it, I don't want to look stupid. Exactly. You know? So we've come up with a couple products uh, and we call this one the cookie cutter. Nice. So basically, I mean, as you can see, it pretty much shows you how to do the three. I mean, it's almost like paint by numbers, right? So your three main turkey vocalizations and like i said you just follow follow the yep. steps and over time you're gonna you're gonna you know pretty much master it. and as you can see it sounds good yep. <laughs> it's a really nice slate call slate's a little easier you know a little easier mm-hmm. surface for somebody that's just beginning than, than a glass does that rotate around there? no no it's fixed okay so but, but you can take it off okay so that's the great thing is once you've mastered it just oh, pops sweet. the thing off yeah it's like a it's like a coffee lid so Really? Once a uh, once Junior can call better than Dad, he can pop the lid off. And oh wow! He's got a, and you can take it off. You can keep roughing it up. You know, that's, that's really cool. Separate. And it's actually a great sounding call. I mean, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So we call it the cookie cutter again. It's it's but it, you know it's not just for youth. Like I said, I mean you absolutely know, you, you anybody got, getting yeah, into it. Anybody. And same 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 concept for our what we're calling our sling blade. It's a box call. It's a one sided box call. So. You know, most box calls you can go, you know, they're, you know, they're flat. Right. Well, mm-hmm. the problem with a box call is a, for a lot of people, if you're not watching it as you're learning it, you're skipping, you're bouncing it, mm-hmm. you know. Well, with this, you can't really do that because it's basically a wall. So it's just, it's mm-hmm. almost impossible yep. to mess it up. Wow. As uh, Tad, our call designer, put it, he's like, it's it's as simple Bulletproof. as opening and yeah. closing a door. Yep. And it's a uh, good, it's a good, good, uh, good quality wood. Um, so I mean, you, you get a really good, nice, nice mm-hmm. rich tone out of it. But that's those are those are two that we're, we're all excited about because they're good enough quality calls yeah. to where I would use them. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're but they're also designed to for those beginners. Yeah. You know, or those kids. So. That's awesome. Yeah. My my son has one of the. Was that? Tim Davy, uh, Tim Davy can have whatever he wants. Tim Davy, Tim Davy, it's actually his name is Davis. He's the guy that won last year's buck bomb. Oh, okay. Okay. yeah, he's one. Of the, he's the one that came up from Texas with me and hunted. So. That's awesome. awesome. Tim, we'll, we'll be glad to get you because Tim's a, Tim's an absolute killer, especially turkey. So, nice. we'll be glad to get you one. But I, my son, I gave my son, I think like one of the first three prototypes we got. Oh my gosh, he loves it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Mom doesn't hand. love it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like giving them a drum set when they're a little kid. Yeah, just, yeah, it's like this is this is an outside toy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But no, we're excited cool. about those. Um, Matt, you got a chance to try these for us. Yes, field yep, tests. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So on the buck bomb side, and this is another one I'm excited about because being from Illinois, mm-hmm. Matt, uh, Matt and I are both from Illinois. There's no baiting, no mineral. Um, right. So years ago, I mean, probably I don't know, 12 years now, um, I've been using mock scrapes yeah. um, to get the deer in front of my cameras. Uh-huh. I mean, I, and I didn't even really start out using them as a hunting tool. I, like I said, I started out using them to give a, a the deer a reason to be in a specific spot for my cameras to get some cameras. Uh, to take pictures of them so we we've had uh we've had some you know some i think this year was the first year we came out with a dedicated scrape kit um so we had the synthetic forehead gland for your licking branch and then it came with uh our new our scent that was new last year was called the scrape generator um which actually is uh the buck i killed last year actually had his nose in a puddle of the scrape generator when i shot him really so our scrape kit came with the the scrape generator to go on the ground and the the forehead gland to go on your licking branch what we but what we didn't do what we didn't have was a dripper if you will yeah Mm -hmm. and so essentially um we wanted to continue along with you know kind of focusing on mock scrapes because i've learned over the years besides just getting in in front of their cameras they're a great tool period year round i mean a lot of people or maybe a lot of people don't understand that those deer, if you leave that camera out over that, that mock scrape, they, they will check that thing year round. year round. Now they won't come in and tear, tear the dirt up, you know, but they'll come in, they'll, they'll snip that. Every time a deer comes to that, they're leaving scent there. Mm-hmm. So pretty much once you get it started and they start interacting with it, they're going to keep it refreshed for you. Oh, yeah. I started that forehead clamp back in September. What did you say? say? You <laughs> say? <laughs> I'll, I'll just be quiet. Bro, <laughs> oh, that's rough. <laughs> it is rough. No, but I started that forehead clamp back in, whenever we talked about it, it was like end of August or September. And, dude, it was awesome. I mean, they just kept coming back to that thing, back to that I mean, thing. it's no different than your dog running outside and marking his stuff right. whenever you let him out or right. what have you, you know? Yeah. So yeah, basically, like, like, see, like, you can look at the trail camera. Like, I had that one wick up here. It's like buck after buck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean. See, like, they're even sticking their head up. I mean, you know what it's like. I, so. I, counted, I counted it up one year because I accidentally did leave my cameras out one year till I think I didn't even pull them till May. And there's a mock scrape. I started my dad's farm. It was the first one I ever started. So, I mean, it's, I think it's been on that farm for almost 15 years now. And one year, just busy uh, with work, I didn't get back down there and pull my cameras till May. <laughs> and so I had like 3,000 pictures on my camera, and I was going through them. And, and it was interesting because... Number one, on that one scrape, I had 20, I believe it was 21 identifiably different bucks all wow. come to that one wow. scrape. And, and the, the vast majority of that traffic was between that week of, of Halloween and, you know, you know, mid-November. But I still had deer coming to that mock scrape in April, in May. I mean, so... Wow. I mean, mock scrapes are a great tool if you haven't haven't tried them. I mean, try them. You know, yeah. whether you can bait or not. Now, what I will tell you is, I've actually had had buck shot standing in my mock scrapes. Uh-huh. So that they, you know, the the great thing about it is, and and people have always asked me, well, you know, if you could bait, would you? Well, probably, probably. I mean, not if I'm still running mock scrapes because the reality of it is, how much time is that buck in November spending thinking about food? Yeah. But he's using his nose all the time, every second of the day yeah. when he's at, when he's running around for the rut. So again, mock scrapes was something we want we wanted to focus on. So essentially, what the scent hammock is, and we have an extensive line of four ounce liquids um, anyway. So basically, the scent hammocks. I mean, it's soft yeah. rubber, um, it's blaze orange, so it's easy to see. Um, but basically, you just take any any one of our four ounce uh, urines, 
instead of having to pour from one one Model container to, to another. Yeah, yeah. Just flip it upside down, drop it in the hammock. It's got the cutout in it. Uh, well, okay, that wasn't a very good demo, but <laughs> then you got your limb. Just sl slide this over the limb. It's got a little locking tab, and it just hangs. Yeah. And twist it. Open up. the okay. valve, and then the pressure. It'll take a little bit for the pressure to build inside the bottle, but it just it functions just like a dripper. That's awesome. So the good thing is, like I said, you're not constantly pouring back and forth. When this one's empty, you come back the following week to hunt. Just bring back another four ounce. Swap them out. How long do you get out of a bottle when you're dripping like that? Uh, it depends. It, it, it all has to do with the weather, uh -huh. the conditions, the, you know, your pressure as it's going up, up and because that's the thing. I mean, it takes the it's the pressure that pushes, pushes it, it out. Down. Yeah. So I've had when I was testing them, uh, I think the first week I had out it was pretty warm and I went through a bottle pretty quick and then I hung another one out. Um, Oh, it was in November and it was cooler, and it lasted a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. So it's it's going to vary, but I w I would say you should get you know probably a week out of a four ounce bottle. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. But yeah, so I'm, and we have a uh, so basically what we've done is we've added the rut kit we had or the my, the scrape kit we had last year didn't have we didn't have this since this is new and they were smaller bottles, so we basically have redone that scrape. Uh, scrape kit now to where this is included in the new scrape kit so, so. when you're starting a mock scrape what's your kit what are you using kind of when, when i start one well obviously you want the the forehead gland forehead on the licking gland branch all over the licking branch yeah and how so liberally or just a little bit or um how would it go i mean typically what i do it's kind of funny um is i'll take like a chamois a synthetic chamois mm -hmm. you know you grab it at walmart in the car care section wash it get the scent out of it and then I'll actually soak that chamois in and then actually tie it around the limb because the, it comes with the, the wicks. But mm -hmm. what I've found over time is when those bucks start raking that, that branch, these things end up, you know, 15 right. yards over here yeah. unless you zip tie them or something. Mm -hmm. So you can zip tie these. But, yeah, I mean, I would pretty much, you know, soak. You could soak this mm -hmm. and, you know, they'll smell it. The amazing thing is if you break the limb, you just break a couple of those limbs. I don't know if it's the visual cue of it. Because you, you, we've all seen it where, where, you know, when a buck oh, yeah. puts a scrape, they'll chew up that limb and mm -hmm. break them up and stuff. So if you do that, I, I don't know if it's a visual cue, but they seem to find it faster. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's no right or wrong amount to mm -hmm. put on there. I mean, um, but, get yeah, get that licking brush started. Um, the It comes with a scrape generator, which um, is basically the natural version is bu both buck and doe urine. So essentially what you're doing is you're just more or less making that, it appears as if mm -hmm. there have been multiple deer already in there. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, I'm, I don't know, I'm the third or fourth deer here. Yeah, right. <laughs> let me go ahead and make my yeah. mark. So, um, if I was going to start one with with straight urine, I would probably go with a doe. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if it was in the summer, uh, just go with a straight doe pee. Yeah. Because um, obviously you're not going to have a bunch of does running around in you know full estrus in uh, January. I mean July. And I usually that's usually if I'm going to start a new one, I'll start it around July. Mm -hmm. Because I want, I want my scrape to be the first one with fresh scent in it. Yeah. Before there's any, I'm competing with, you know. Natural scrape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're much more likely to find it if you start. And again, you know, some people have asked me before. It's like, well, why would you start them so early? You know, the bucks don't start, you know, doing scrapes until October. And it's like, yeah. And by then it's too late for them to find mine necessarily. Yeah. Or, or to really focus on it. So essentially what I'm doing is, again, besides getting in front of my cam my cameras, I'm going to put them where I'm going to hunt anyway, or at least nearby. Yeah. And so the the big thing is, you know, by October, there should be already, I should already have deer, you know, have found this. They're already utilizing it. They've pretty much taken it over. Yeah. So 
it, it, you know, it's like I said, it's worked for, great for me over the years. I had a, uh, I did a giveaway hunt with, at a former job. Let's see, what year was that? Um, 2014, I think, 2013. I'd have to look. Anyway, the guy from uh, Georgia won it, came up in Hobie, Illinois, and he actually shot a 162-inch uh, deer standing in my mock scrape. Oh, the wow. cool part wow. was I had my, I still had my to my trail camera over that scrape. I got a picture of his buck like 15 seconds before he shot it walking to my scrape. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. And that was the first morning of his hunt. And so I was like, well, that was a short hunt. I guess you can head back to Georgia. Yeah. Biggest deer he'd ever killed. So nice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the, the updated scrape kit with the, the scent hammock. And I actually dropped one off with Matt on my way up there so he could try them. Um, oh, yeah, it's still hanging there. <laughs> it's really, but I mean, re- really, really good tool because again, it's just fast and efficient. You're oh, not, yeah. you're not making a mess. You're just, yeah, utilizing a four ounce bottle, flipping it up. Well, and this is something. Even with all of your, all of your products, it, it's it, it, it's taken hunting to, to for for me like I don't want to say next level, but it's 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 part of the lifestyle of a hunter. When and you start, it's almost like we're interacting with deer year round. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, and and with the game cams and yep. and mock scrapes, we're not just going out there and sitting pulling a trigger or just shooting a buck. Right. it's a year round process. And this is another something you can do mm-hmm. in the off season. You know, pull mm-hmm. deer in, oh, and, yeah. and 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 it's it makes the the end reward just that much more rewarding when you've been out there spending time and doing the work and checking game cams and mock scrapes yeah and and it's no different than you know i mean a mock scrape is no different than anything else i mean it's just, we're doing it for the same reason we, we yeah exactly mm-hmm. we're doing it for the same reason we plan our food plot the where we do you know how big we plan it here versus you know mm-hmm. i mean we, you know kill plot versus you know mm-hmm. an actual big you know two acre food plot right. so it, it I, you bringing up the trail cameras is interesting because that's that's one of those things where I mean let's let's be realistic. Fifteen years ago, would we ever think we could look on our phone and, and yeah. I mean within minutes yeah. of a deer walking by or, or hitting that mock scrape? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean I it's great. My, I base my season off my cell cameras. Yeah. Well, and there's a flip side to that because yeah, the big is. one that I missed, I that Saturday, okay, I missed him on a Wednesday, and okay. Wait, we've got to even go back even farther than that. <laughs> I deserve to miss him. I'll be the first one to say it. So on Monday was the first day of the hunt. And since Tim is watching, Tim could Tim, Tim could confirm this. We got rained out that Monday evening. So we were like, hmm, let's just go ahead and you know grab a decent meal. Because we were staying in the middle of nowhere and we're basically eating gas station pizza. So we're like, well, we're in town. Let's go ahead and get a decent meal. We're rained out. We pull into uh, the parking lot of a Texas Roadhouse, and my phone starts buzzing. So I know, I know, you know, right. my trail cameras, because nobody ever calls me. <laughs> so <laughs> I pull my phone out, and I look, and it's like, this is Big Boy, and he runs right past my stand, and it trips my camera. And me being, you know, Mister Mister Big Shot, I, I, t- I tell uh, Tim and the camera guy, I was like, oh, I'll kill him in there before Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Totally jinxed myself. That's yeah. what happened. So he he came in before Thursday. <laughs> he came in before Thursday, and I made a fool of myself. No. Yeah. So it got even worse. So that was on a Wednesday night. Never saw him again. Uh, Thursday or Friday, I hunted Saturday, and then I had to I had to be down the road to hunt with a hunt another farm um, for that following week with another group of guys. I wasn't an hour and a half down the road Saturday, and he walks right past one, another one of my my cell cams. Wow! Oh, so I'm wow. driving, trying to not to run off the road. <laughs> Look at the picture, and there he was, big old big boy, walked right past camera. Three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, crazy, plenty of shooting. Oh yeah, yeah. and no doe with him. Yeah. 
Yeah. He was just out, out looking for the next lady. Yeah. But, so they're they're a good thing. <laughs> they can they can also serve to, to rub some I'll salt in the wound. We talk about or I do yeah. quite a bit. I mean, they're awesome tool. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of guys that will not hunt. Oh if yeah, they don't have pictures. Yeah, I'm and, not that guy. <laughs> I mean, because they can skirt a camera. We had oh yeah. this year. I, I mean, got a little forty acre track. Yeah, that I've got about six cell cameras on this little within. I got them every hundred yards in one spot, and we saw a buck four times. On in the first morning. time we in one morning we hunted him, it didn't have one game Not camera, one picture. Picture. but we yep. saw him visually. Yeah, so it, B, B makes a point sometimes. Yeah. He says can't game cameras have saved more as many deer as they killed. I believe. Killed. It. I believe. <laughs> I, matter of fact, it's gotten to the point where I've started now hanging. I starting to use the, the screw in and get them up above eye level, mm-hmm. aiming down at them. Yeah, because I've got a lot of them, especially if I don't know why, but especially if they're set on video, I've noticed a lot of deer will Looking stop right and actually look at them. At them. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it makes a different noise or what, but I've started setting mine up you know higher mm-hmm. pointing down yeah. so even if they hear it they're and they don't make that visual of mm-hmm. it yeah so brings up an interesting point because i've had i've had some people even at the show ask the question we all love innovation and technology and because this is what we do but do you think it's ever can come to a point where it's be, it's being taken too far i well i do i mean yeah i mean anything anything can number one anything can spoil something pure right yeah. and that's just that's just the way it is but Brandon brought up a good, a prime example. I will never rely on that camera to tell me whether mm-hmm. or not I should be in that tree stand. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go because I enjoy being out there. Yeah. You know, yes. is it nice and is it amazing? You know, some of the advantages we have. Yeah. But I, I told people all the time and even, even working in the hunting industry, if, if this, if this, if all these companies went out of business, I would be learning how to make my own bow. Yeah, yeah we're I would still be going. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't hunt because of all the gadgets or you know all, yeah. all the product. Mm-hmm. I hunt because I, I just love it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I've ever known. And at the end of the day, I would still be trying to hunt even if I start throwing throwing rocks at them. <laughs> well, would it not be hard to have to go back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where's my camera? Yeah. Oh, I, get, I especially, I mean, especially the apparel, man. I, I'm getting weaker. <laughs> I'm getting a lot softer as I get older. Hey, yeah. I, I, I like some of this this new apparel. Yeah, I don't want to have to go back to cotton Ooh. and wool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing wrong with wool. Don't get me wrong, but not a whole suit of wool. It depends on how far you got to <laughs> exactly. walk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think we're I don't think we're nearly as tough as our our fathers and grandfathers were. That's no. for sure. No, that is not true. at all. Oh, I gotta have a beanie on. Them guys, you squat with no head at all. I'm like, how do you do that? Well, that's what's funny. That's I mean, cool. I, I think back to my grandpa. You know, and I mean, he was a farmer. You know, to him, you know, hunting deer was about. I mean, it was only about putting food on the table and keeping them from eating his, his you know livelihood. Crop. Yeah. So I go, back, I go back. I think back. It's like I don't know that my grandpa ever owned a stitch of camo, but he killed a lot of deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were talking when we shot the buck bomb commercial last year. Um, we kind of went through a little bit of history, and the whole yeah. deal was on tradition. Yeah. And we had Brandon's dad on there, and we, and we were. I don't know if you remember the clip where the your old, dad reminds me a lot of my dad. By the yeah. way, <laughs> when we when you saw the old pallet, we were yeah. up in the woods that day, and he went back even farther because we and to us the pallet you know stands where you've seen an old oh, yeah. old timer had him. He said, I remember whenever I used to climb up in a tree and I had to just lean on a limb for yeah, you just hours and we were like, we're out there hanging lone wolves. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. Sta- when he started bow hunting, he was shooting a recurve, some fiberglass limb recurve from a store. Well, and, 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 fiberglass, and fiberglass arrows. high tech. <laughs> fiberglass arrows, and he would just crawl up a tree, 10 foot up in a tree, and stand on a limb. Yeah, I mean, you, look, we got it good. There's no we doubt it about good. it. I mean, the, I mean, it, it's kind of like the, um, it's kind of like the, you know, the calls. I mean, this. Yeah. 
this is going to make it to where really if anybody wants to go out and call a turkey and you know within a reasonable amount of time they're going to be able to figure it out yeah mm-hmm. you know i mean somebody started that yeah. you know and we got one of them around here somewhere who's <laughs> i mean been making calls for you know almost as long as i've been hunting yeah so but it's it's just i mean then you got some other you know from arkansas especially yeah there's some boys down there that don't need a call oh no yeah absolutely not they just they got it yeah 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 i got several guys that sound just as good with their voices i can with a diaphragm yeah, I, I would I would sound like a dying squirrel. So oh, I think, oh, I think okay. Matt should try it real quick. With <laughs> yeah, give us oh, a turkey gosh. call. You're probably pretty close. <laughs> Matt, Matt, right now. Matt, I can't, doing. Matt, I can't get high pitch. Matt, Matt could Matt could pull off a Daffy Duck right now. <laughs> 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 no, that was coming out. No, that's a Daffy oh, Duck. Oh, oh. <laughs> I got brain fog. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. No, we do have it good, man, and. uh we appreciate what you guys do, man, and what the just the, the history of the brand is, is one thing. But you guys continue to bring keep things, innovating, though, keep you innovating. Know? Yeah, and and innovate's a big word, right? Yeah. But it's something it, as small as that. Yeah, I mean, what, what is that innovative? I don't know, but it's helpful. Absolutely, it's, it's, and that's the, the big problems. thing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, and hopefully, again, hopefully, it gets more people into turkey because mm-hmm. they're not intimidated. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, yep. you can you can play this thing, you know. For a week at home with nobody around where you're only you know you're only embarrassed by yourself and you know by the time opening day starts you, you probably got it licked yeah. to where you could take yeah. go out with your buddies and you know yeah i've actually got a couple of adults i need to take a couple of them too. <laughs> <laughs> heck i ain't gonna lie i might have to it's been so long since i, I messed with the slate call i may be stealing my son I'm just gonna leave it on there <laughs> yeah never take it off it's like you can just go ahead and glue mine on yeah, yeah. There's nothing better though, man, than seeing that bird respond when you're yeah. talking to him and watch him lock yeah, in. It's awesome. It's yeah, right around the corner too. It, it, well, yeah, it's funny. Um, so you know, I joke about you know stealing my sons, but I mean, he's he's all on fire. He'd never turkey hunted before, and I took him down. I actually, took him down with the. Yeah, I went to Georgia uh, last year. Dude. Well, yeah, we were actually in South Alabama with uh, oh, okay. Culpepper from Real Tree, and my son never shot a turkey, and uh, we went to Alabama for Easter. And I bought him, a, I got him a you know a turkey gun, and I was like, well, let's go out and pattern it. And that man, that little booger, he went out there and just, I mean, just pounding you know the targets. And I was like, this is gonna be all right yeah. if we can just get one in. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Philip did a great job, man. Called in a lot of birds, and I, I nerves got him. He missed two good gobblers. So ever since then, you know, of course, you know, he thought he thought Philip Culpepper was, you know. I yeah. mean, the turkey whisperer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's like, Dad, I don't even need you. I'll just go with Mr. Phillip. <laughs> <laughs> so, so since that day, it's like he's got his, he's, we've got the youth sized, uh, you know, we've got the youth model diaphragms, and yeah. he's got a couple of those he's been working with, and he's been working on, on his cookie cutter. So, yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm be anxious to get him out this spring and uh, get him a second see if crack. He can call one up yeah, himself, I'd like please. to see if he's going to be, yeah, yeah if he's yeah. going to be brave enough to, like dad i got this let me call (laughs) birds man they're they're so interesting i've been my boy's been getting into it a little bit and you're trying to teach your boy's been trying to teach them along the way you know but because because you know how they can see them freaking amazing right and but when they when you start running them calls and get them in there on the decoys Mm -hmm. they are so locked in you can like 
Well, matter of fact, Brandon went and tried to catch one one day. It was so oh, locked did. in. He go, <laughs> and these jakes wouldn't leave. <laughs> and, and it was so locked in that, you know, and they can see amazing, but mm -hmm. they didn't give a crap. We were standing there, and Brandon goes, I'm going to go see if I can catch him. I said, I was like, hold on. I said, what are you going to do when you get him? <laughs> yeah, let go we'll of him real quick. We'll, we'll worry about that when it happens. How close did you get? Because he snuck up behind that thing. Within five feet Dude, we, I <laughs> laughed because then it took off no bow-legged bee man <laughs> I was like oh my god cut cameras cut cameras now but, you're, you're you guys have had you're, you're you, the strutting bug youth team has done pretty good with turkeys lately yeah. and deer this year oh, yeah. you guys do well good matter of fact because mm -hmm. that's all I get to hunting more with them I got to take them everywhere <laughs> yeah so they hunt more than I do yeah but I, honestly I mean I actually hunted less this year than I've hunted you know in a long time because yeah. you know I got my kids out more but yeah you know, but there's nothing better nope seeing him nothing seeing better. him kill kill his first deer this year yeah. uh he killed his first first deer ever that was honestly that made that made the pill a lot easier to swallow even yeah. though i missed the biggest deer i've ever shot at yeah, yeah. so and it's, it's so it's so much harder man with the, the pressure so I, I had we just came off probably the best experience i've ever had in the woods with my boy and he shot a really nice deer but it was a bad shot and he could not even talk after it because he was so frustrated with himself yeah. And it's one of them roller coaster of emotions, you know. And I knew we were going to have to track, and it's going to be a while, and we may not find much blood because it. Cause, hold on a second, we got an announcement. What does it mean to your business? I thought they were going to tell us to turn it down. <laughs> turn, uh, turn down the podcast. Hey, somebody go break those guys up. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we we got out, and he couldn't even talk. And about an hour and a half later, I found a drop of blood going off in the woods where we thought he kind of went. And a few minutes later, we they always follow those creeks in yep. the water, you know, mm -hmm. down a draw. And I seen him before Gavin did, laid up, piled up, biggest deer he's ever, he's in probably 140s, nice deer. And I seen him before Gavin did, and I stopped, and I just shook my, put my hand out. I said, congratulations, son. His eyes looked at me, he goes, you see? And I just pointed right there. And my, my son's not real emotional, like, dude, he grabbed me so hard <laughs> and squeezed the with the lats yeah with, the, with his lats <laughs> that's a, we were that wasn't on the podcast was it? he asked me earlier in the year he was like dad what's this and i told him he's like it's getting freaking big <laughs> he didn't even know what it was but anyway he just the relief of us finding that deer and we done put the cameras and stuff up because this was way beyond television oh yeah right now it was getting serious you know we need to find find the deer if he was there and and, and but even in my mind, like we were talking about missing earlier, the, the two of the worst feelings on the planet, one's missing that that immediate moment of like what just happened. But the worst feeling is, is when, wounded it, one. It's when you yeah. wound yep. one and you don't know if you're going to find him. Yep. And then the third worst thing is when your kid does it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're feeling the weight for yeah. him. You want him to be successful. Well, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, he missed two turkeys, you know, even after even after pounding it at the gun range when we were, you know, and it hurt me. Yeah, you know, it hurt me because not because you know I was embarrassed for him. It's like I I knew that in, I knew that in that little brain oh, he yeah. was beating himself up. Mm -hmm. Oh know? yeah. So yeah, I mean, and to your point, especially wounding one. I mean, he was he just went from the highest of highs to oh, the, lowest the lowest of lows. Lowest. Thinking he was yeah, he did. He was incredible. So that's good. It's good. It's good that he found him. It was a good deer. Oh, he was a good deer. It's good. Good stuff, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, man, B, you got any closing thoughts? 
Ready for turkey season. I'm kind of ready. This, I wasn't even planning going I down wasn't, turkey I wasn't rally. in this I'm, conversation. <laughs> I'm kind of Then I did my, I did my, I did my job that I got yeah. you ready for turkey season. You well, did. Thanks for everything, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate yeah. it. I'll be yes. looking for that invite. <laughs> I'll have to find a deer for you. Hey, it's been really good. Don't. Get older. Look, you can, you can just put a cardboard cutout out there, and I'll, I'll shoot at it and miss it anyway. <laughs> it may just be that. That's <laughs> funny. Jason, thanks for coming on the show, man. It's yeah, guys, appreciate it. We appreciate you guys and all you do. Yep, it's been great working with you guys, man. Love watching what you guys do. I mean, and this this is this is cool. I like the podcast too. So yeah, we're having appreciate awesome. it. Thank, Thank you, buddy. you guys. Have a good show and a safe trip home. You too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Peace out, everybody. God bless. Later. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Listen, if you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the podcast, do us a favor, a huge favor. Go online, go to iTunes, jump on your podcast app and give us a review. This is why it's important. All throughout the year this year, we're going to be giving away products, hats, t-shirts, things from our sponsors. And the only way you can be registered to win those products is by going in and giving us a review. We'll be giving those out on a monthly basis and we want you to be involved in what's going on with free stuff. We know everybody likes free stuff. I'll be honest, we enjoy free stuff and we want to share part of that with our listeners. Listen guys, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you listening to the content we're putting out. You're not only a part of the tour, you're a part of the family. And we're building a tribe that's willing to go where only few dream about, living our passion. I am Jay Heath Graham and I thank you for being a part of the Tour 12 Podcast.